Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about the book Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times, written by Catherine May, a British author of fiction and nonfiction. This book came to me in early 2021. It had come out in late 2020 at the height of the pandemic. I learned about it through Krista Tippett's podcast, on Bean, in which she interviews May. You can Google that and, and watch it. It's it's an excellent interview. But I also was seeing it in other places. I think it was profiled in a couple of major newspapers. NPR did a segment on it. A couple of colleagues, a couple of colleagues in ministry had recommended it. I'm holding my copy in my hand right now. It's a lovely hardcover, orange, uh, with a beautiful leaf. Um, and it really came to me with this this metaphor of wintering um, at just the right time. You know, like you, I was trying to figure out life on the go when we were making changes every day, every week. How are we going to manage work? How are we going to manage life? In my case, being a pastor of, of this dear church I serve, First Pres Wilmette, how to figure out doing community in this time and place and reaching out to our neighbors and, and loving them as best as we can when we were all so isolated and, and lonely and afraid. And so Catherine May's metaphor of wintering uh, just spoke so um, so memorably to, to my own experience, but she's writing it from her own experience of wintering that she endured. Uh, just around the time she turns 40 in 2019, her husband falls ill with acute appendicitis that went untreated until his appendix ruptured and then he needed all sorts of care. She herself developed in the same time a debilitating stomach problem and was unable to work for several weeks in a row. And then her, their six-year-old son, uh, at the same time, became very anxious. This was all pre-pandemic. Became very anxious and was just unable to go to school. Um, what they were doing, what he was doing, it was simply not working. And so they made the radical decision to, to pull him out of school for a season and, and see if they could um, get a fresh start and, and re-engage uh, with, with a sort of beginner's mind. So Catherine writes from this uh, very personal perspective, and in the book, uh, each chapter begins with the name of a month that we associate perhaps with winter. She starts with September uh, and goes through October, November, December, January, February, March, and talks about how the natural world has so much to teach us uh, about this season of wintering. Sometimes we, we look around, at least here in the Midwest, uh, when it's cold and we don't get very much sunlight, uh, there's no leaves on the trees, nothing's growing out of the ground it seems, uh, we, we sometimes have this impression that nothing's happening in the earth, nothing's happening in the natural world. But in fact, remarkable stuff is happening, mostly beneath the surface, mostly in an elusive way. Uh, and new life is going to spring forth, you know, before we know it, when spring arrives. Uh, and so much prep work was happening in those fallow months, those, those wintering months. There's a lovely line in, in scripture, I think it's in the book of Exodus, uh, where the Israelites are told to every seven years to let the land lie fallow. 
So to, to let the land rest, uh, let the land regenerate, let the land uh, regain its, its nutrients, um, just leave it alone. So six years, you can, you can till it, you can grow things, but every seventh year, just let the land lie fallow. This, of course, follows the, the Sabbath rhythm of every seven days, taking a break, letting yourself rest and remind yourself that your presence is not indispensable for the world. It's functioning. So in this book, May, uh, it, it's so beautifully written. It's, it's meditative. It's reflective. I hope you'll pick up a copy from the library or, or order one. Would love to hear what you think about it after you read it. Um, but a few of the major themes of the book. Um, number one, it's how to embrace the challenging seasons of our lives. So maybe you're in the midst of a personal winter, uh, one you did not expect, one you did not wish for. Uh, something has happened in your life, in your relationship, in your family, in, in your work, uh, in your sense of yourself uh, that has put you into a season of, of wintering. Catherine May is inviting us to embrace that, not because it isn't painful, it often is very painful, but because something powerful is happening as we, as we rest, as we retreat, as we embrace uh, the fact that this is a, a time to let the land lie fallow. Our, our culture, you know, of course, prioritizes a life of no rest. Uh, late capitalism, you know, um, sort of churns on the wheels of, of all of us producing, producing, producing. And then there are de the demands of certain responsibilities on our, on our time, on our schedules, such as raising children or caring for aging parents. Uh, life is complicated. But this book is inviting us to, to embrace these challenging seasons of our lives, these wintering seasons. Another piece of the book that I really appreciate is she talks about the centrality of ritual. You know, we are, we are so ritual poor as a society, as, as a country. Um, we don't have a lot of spaces where we can come together as a people. We, you know, we do this in religious community, uh, though we could even do it better than, than we do. But what are, the, what are the ways we mark the seasons? So, so in this book, uh, May talks about um, the, the midwinter celebrations uh, that happen usually six weeks after winter solstice around February 1st or, or 2nd um, and how these these patterns of every six weeks or so having something to look forward to reminding yourselves okay we've moved uh, the moon cycle has changed this much the uh, uh, we, we are getting closer we're in winter but we're getting closer to spring or we're in spring but we're getting closer to summer uh, it gives a sense of time passing which is which is really helpful I want to read you one of my favorite passages from the book. It's just a paragraph long uh, from page 14. Uh, this is what May says. Plants and animals don't fight the winter. They don't pretend it's not happening and attempt to carry on living the same lives they lived in the summer. They prepare. They adapt. They perform extraordinary acts of metamorphosis to get them through. Wintering is a time of withdrawing from the world, maximizing scant resources, carrying out acts of brutal efficiency, and vanishing from sight. But that's where the transformation occurs. Winter is not the death of the life cycle, but it's crucible. If I had to summarize the book in a sentence, that, that would be it, that last one I just read. Winter is not the death of the life cycle, but it's crucible. That it's in these very moments of, of uh, fallow times, of, of withdrawing, of sometimes experiencing great suffering and great pain. Um, if we can have a wider perspective on it, oh, uh, 
I wonder what what is dying in my life right now so that something new can emerge out of this winter when I can look back on it uh, someday uh, and be grateful for it. I can't be grateful for it right now. Right now it's just it's really hard. But someday I might be able to look back on this and say, ah, oh, that's what was happening. That's, that's what was building in my life even when things were not at all what I expected or planned. So friends, I'm hopeful that this this book, if you're able to pick it up, uh, or uh, just this concept of wintering, as we ourselves, at least in the Midwest, endure uh, probably the height of winter. We're in early February here in Chicagoland. Uh, we've had some blasts of cold weather. We've had some unseasonably mild weather. But we're undergoing the natural world itself is teaching us uh, that there are rises and falls. There are, there are moments of withdrawal. There are moments of flourishing. And how can we embrace the wintering in our lives, whether we're in a, a, a season right now or whether we will be someday in the future? We all will go through wintering at times. I hope that your wintering, whether you're experiencing it now or someday, is meaningful and that you're able to find space to embrace even the difficulty and remember that transformation is occurring even if we can't see it. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.